Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we talk to mother of twins, marathoner, influencer, teacher, and yoga enthusiast, Lauren Dornbos, about her everyday life and how running is a big part of it. Welcome to episode 13 of the Marathon Trainer for Beginner. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me start over. Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to episode 13 of the Marathon Training for Beginners podcast by the Crummy Marathoners. That's us. Hey everybody, we're so happy to be presenting this next episode. This is another bonus episode where we got to interview an amazing runner out there in the running community. Amazing runner, amazing human being, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Runner equals amazing human being. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to let everybody know up front that we are official now. Okay, we have a website. Yes, it's not, it's not. You know, completed. <laughs> it's it's like halfway there, but it's www.crummymarathoners.com. So um, that's how you can find us. Check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you can write us there. So if you're not on Instagram, if you're not on Facebook, just shoot us a note. And if you have questions or, or feedback or comments, you can find us at our website. Now, I had a great birthday. Mo talked about this on our last episode. I turned the big 3 And Mo spoiled me. She took me out of town. We went to a hotel and went swimming. It was really a good time. But she also did something very sneaky. I got him a Garmin. A Garmin. And I'd been an Apple Watch user for a while. And I just have to say, it's like a night and day experience. So if you're out there and you just bought an Apple Watch, that's okay. Run with that for a while. But start saving your money for a Garmin because... It's been a game changer. And I did do my research. I was nervous that he wouldn't like the specific one I purchased for him. But I don't know if he's just saying it, but he likes it. She went all out, actually. So she got me the Forerunner 645 music. Is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. And we want to do an episode where we officially talk about Garmin's and all the different models and things to help kind of walk you through that purchasing process. But um, the one she got me is kind of on the higher end of the running watches. Now you can go even higher. You can get Garmin's up to like $1,500, I think. Mm. Oh yeah. But those are the ones that are for like a lot of outdoorsy stuff, golfing, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's a lot of really good watches for a fraction of the price that Garmin makes, but they are definitely a game changer to track all your stats. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so yeah, that's been really fun to go out on my runs with, with the Garmin. And it was funny because when we were talking to Lauren, you were totally sneaky. You were playing dumb. You were asking, she was talking about like, what kind of watch do you have? And you said, oh, Lauren, what kind of watch do you have? What? <laughs> oh, I instigated it. Yes. I, yeah. When minutes later, after we got off the phone with her, you literally gave it to me. Yeah. Our daughter handed it to him and he was like, what? And awesome. I figured it was good timing because 
we had just talked about it. I think the thought may have crossed his mind. Yeah. I I was like, why is she being so weird about garments? I didn't think I was being weird. I asked, I was trying to play it cool. I know, but I, for some reason I sensed it, but you'll hear it. You'll hear it in this interview with Lauren. It was funny. So tell us, message us if you sensed it as well, then I can know <laughs> that I am an easy read. Well, hey, we want to give some shout outs. This is our favorite part of the episode. Shout outs. This first one comes from Heather Karate, and she said, your episodes are a big help for me. I've done two half marathons and a number of 5Ks, but I took the leap and signed up for the Dopey Challenge at Disney. Woo! Kind of for my 30th birthday this year. That is so cool. So for everyone out there who hasn't heard of the Dopey Challenge, have you heard of that, Mo? No comment. (laughs) Okay. That means no. (laughs) Dopey Challenge is a race that Disney puts on, and it's a four-day race. See, I thought it was cool because it was at Disneyland. <laughs> it is at Disneyland. But I didn't know it was a four-day race. I don't know if it's Disney World or Disneyland. See, I don't even know. But it's it, you do a 5K on the first day, wow. a 10K on the second day, a half marathon on the third day, and a full marathon on the fourth day. Literally back-to-back-to-back. What? That's crazy. It's mind-blowing. But yeah, there's legitimate people out there who do it. And Heather, she's doing it. Go, Heather. So you got this. She said she's going to be doing it in January. So hopefully, fingers crossed, everyone, that it's not canceled this year. Yes. And our next shout out is from our friend Hannah Oliver. And Hannah said, hi, just signed up for my first half marathon in February. I've been listening to your podcast and loving it. Oh, thank you. I know y'all have talked about incorporating Orange Theory into your trip. Oh, which plan did you use? And do you have any advice for incorporating Orange Theory Fitness into it? Thanks. That's super cool. I loved Orange Theory. And that's so cool that she actually listened to us and talked about Orange Theory. I know. That was from like way early days. I think that was like the second or third episode. Oh, Orange Theory is amazing. So the plan that I use, Harrison formulated it. Where, where did you adopt it from again? Which book? Well, we just got it online actually, but I think Hannah, since you have until February, you really could follow the plan that we've designed and, and we put it out week by week. Right. You could because the days that you have strength training. Yeah. Or even can, the cross training, either the one cross of those training, two. You can utilize Orange Theory Fitness. And what I did is somewhere in our feed, our Instagram feed, you'll see the training plans that were developed from for Harrison. And he you adapted that from a book. That's where I was. Yes, the Hanson's Marathon Training Book. Yeah. And then my training plan was adapted online somewhere. Do you remember the source for that? I don't, but it's on there. It's on our Instagram. Yeah. We can repost it. Yes. Well, we got another shout out from someone named April. And I have to keep her last name concealed because she said, I've been trying to find my husband... A good lightweight hydration pack for Father's Day. He listens to the show, she says. She says he really likes the show. And she says, I wanted your opinion. Um, Thanks in advance. Uh, Why did you even say her name then? I hope we didn't blow the Father's Day gift idea. I asked her. She said it's okay. All right. So she asked about the hydration pack. And honestly, you if you know Mo and I by now, you know that we're honest. That we're not going to mislead you. No. We're not going to try to answer questions that we don't have answers for. 100%. But we will find the answers. However, with hydration packs, we didn't find that answer. But what we're going to tell you and what I told her is get a flip belt with Mm. the water bottle Mm. that goes in the back. We love it. We both use them. Yep. And I think Harrison's done some long, long runs and that's worked out. But the water bottle is not that. Well, but I guess when you're running anyway, you're not really going to be... It's not enough for a full marathon, but marathons have water stations. 
So to me, it was good enough to where I could get through my marathon, stopping at all the water stations. It's kind of there for backup. But I think for like the long runs, yeah, you may want to, if you're doing like a 20 miler, you might need some reinforcements or drop a water bottle somewhere. Right. But it's good enough for like your everyday 10, 8, 12 miler. So there you go. And April, I hope that your Father's Day gift idea was not ruined by the crummy marathoners. <laughs> All right. So it's time for our interview with Lauren Dornboss. Yes. She was so much fun. And you know what? We did the interview together, Mo and I. <laughs> and can we preface this with this is the one interview he was able to catch me to actually sit down with him and do. I've wanted to sit down with him on all of the previous ones. I really, truly have, but it just hasn't worked out with our schedule with the kids and also with our living arrangement. So, I mean, we had to get up at 6 a.m. to do this one. Yeah. I mean, our kids wake up pretty early, but the fact that they were for the most part sleeping. Well, that was, that was by design so that they would still be sleeping. So they wouldn't come interrupt our interview. (laughs) So without further ado, here is our interview with Lauren. Oh, and guys, we just want to just throw this in there real quick. If you can hear Kung Fu in the background, we're still living with the Mm in-laws and (laughs) there's no private quiet place for us to do this. So one night it's war movies. The other night it's 90 day fiance. And now it's Kung Fu movies. (laughs) So enjoy the Kung Fu. And here is a word from our sponsors. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I got a full night of sleep. <laughs> well, that's uh, that seems like a rare occurrence in, in your life, right? Oh, yeah. So you live in what state? I'm in Illinois. What part of Illinois? Uh, the suburbs of Chicago. We're kind of by like Joliet area-ish. Okay. You know where that is? It's about an hour south of the city. Right on. So um, – you said you, you you got a full night's sleep, but I know you're a mom of, of how many kids? Three. Three kids. Three. Wow. Yes. Exciting. I have little twenties. They're three. And then my diva's five. Oh, 
I did yeah. you say my diva? Yeah. Oh, that's 100% our Leah. She, and how old is she? She's three. Oh, just wait. Oh. Everybody told me, they're like, I'm like, no way. It's not, she's not going to get sassier. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I, I have heard that. I have heard as she increases with age, the, the sass also increases. Yeah. It's karma. Oh, <laughs> I always apologize to my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. That's funny. Cause my mom actually always tells me it, what goes around comes around. So karma. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yep. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so how, how do you sleep? <laughs> how? Well, our kids are actually really good sleepers oh, and they amazing. go to bed, like no matter what time we put them to bed, if they go to bed at seven or 10, they are always up by six. Wow. So we put them to bed at seven. Oh. And so I guess we get like a good night's sleep, but then they're in our room at 6 a.m. waking up. (laughs) Well, and what we've noticed too is, yeah, you put them to bed early, but then they're waking up early, like you said, like at six and you're not ready to go to bed by seven. So you're probably not going to bed till midnight, one o'clock. Oh, well, I, I teach sometime. I teach for, uh, it's called like VIP kids. I teach English. I used to do that. That's you so do? funny. You yeah. did? That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I used to teach before I stayed at home. So I do that oh. now in the mornings. So I wake up at 4.30 to do that on Monday through Friday. So oh. a lot of times I'm ready by like 8.30 to go to bed. My husband oh. makes fun of me. but Okay, my mind is blown. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know you did that too. Oh, yeah. I, but, I mean, that's extremely cool how we both worked for VIP Kid. But yeah. Uh, how literally now, how do you do it all? This is incredible. Well, I think that's why like I run just to, and it, I have a lot of energy like my kids. So I run to get my energy out and then just being with them all day is exhausting. Right. So right. by the time they're ready for bed, I'm like, okay, is it my bedtime? Oh, absolutely. I was, um, I saw a meme going around with everything that's happening with the pandemic that says if, uh, you know, if you didn't have respect for a stay-at-home mom before you sure do now <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> and, and not I, even my yeah. husband's like realizing more now like oh there's a lot that has to get done during the day oh absolutely and it's <laughs> it's crazy because before I had um our our little ones I was kind of a skeptic oh well you know staying at home it's gonna be like a breeze mm-hmm. and then once I stayed at home, I was telling Harrison, I spend more energy staying at home with the kids uh-huh. than I do at work. Because at work, I can like, okay, I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm going to have a yep. break. And now I'm like, I tell I, I used to teach that. eighth grade. And I tell people that being a stay-at-home mom is harder than a classroom full of eighth graders. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have imagined that. Oh, so yeah. So what's it like raising twins? My, my mom actually um, had twins. Oh, and my, really so boy, my girl, or so my older brothers are both uh, boy twins. Identical or fraternal? Uh, you know what? I think they're technically. So do they look alike or no? Oh, they're no, they they're one hundred percent identical. See, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I guess I'm weird about it because to me, they're my brothers. They look, they don't look anything alike. Right. But to everyone else, <laughs> they are one hundred percent identical. Oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah, no, mine are obviously fraternal. They're boy girl, but people so still funny. ask if they're identical. Oh, that's a question I would ask. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, one's a boy and one's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's it like? Okay. So I know what it's like to change one diaper at a time, Oh God. but what's it like to change two at a time? We just got out of diapers. Thankfully, our 
girl is still peeing and pooping in her pants all the time. But I mean, it was just crazy. Like at first, because I'd be like, if both of them are crying and I'm alone and I have my three-year-old too, at the time she was three and I, or she was 25 months when I had the twins. And so I just had to learn to like, let one cry and change one and feed one. And then when I was done with that, I went on to the next one. Wow. So it, it sounds like you kind of started taking up running after the twins. It, well, I only know that because your Instagram handles running <laughs> after twins, but can well, you share a little more about how that got all started? Yeah. I've always been kind of into fitness. Even when I was bigger, my mom has always, my mom was single and always found time to make fitness a priority. So she'd be getting up at 6am or 530 and going to the gym. And I remember going to the gym with her and it was just uh, something that it was ingrained to me when I was younger that mm. working out was important. And through college, I worked out and stuff. And running was always kind of my go-to just because I thought it was easy. Like I would just, you could just run. Sure. Yeah. You don't, you don't need anything. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that's when I started. And then I tried to do, I tried to train for a half before I had my older daughter and I didn't follow a training program. I just kind of went out and ran and went out and bought shoes that I thought looked cool and <laughs> like and injured myself. And then after I had Brooklyn, I ran a little, but then I didn't get really serious into running until after I had the twins. And that's when I decided, like after I had the twins and I saw pictures of myself and I thought, you know, there's, I've got to do something to get myself into shape. And so I'm not tired running around with my three kids and yeah, I want to be a model for them. Like my mom is to me. Yeah. And I think that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to go get fitted. I'm going to get a running coach. I'm going to make running friends at the gym and learn about it. And that's that when I started. So probably right after I, or a month after I had the twins, when I got the clear from the doctor is when I wow. started. Yeah. That's incredible. What's it like that moment when you kind of look in the mirror, you look at a picture and, and you kind of, um, you don't like maybe what you've become, uh, as mm -hmm. you described. Um, um, it was a really, really hard feeling when I was pregnant. And I'm sure you understand, like when you're pregnant, you have your belly and you don't, you don't see the rest of your body as mm -hmm. much. And mm -hmm. then I have babies and I'm like, oh my God, like my legs are still huge. My arms are still huge. My face, mm -hmm. like, I just don't look like myself. And it just was really upsetting, like to see myself like that. I still felt like myself mostly, but when I would look at myself, it, I just wasn't happy with what I was seeing. Oh, absolutely. And I, I remember when um, I gave birth to our daughter, because she was our firstborn, and I just, it was really difficult for me to actually give myself a little bit of grace because, you know, you have to have that, like you said, that month period or six week period where you have to let your body rest and recover from right. actually like birthing a human child. Oh yeah. And I was just so frustrated because I just didn't understand why I wasn't bouncing back as quickly. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I really love what you said because I feel like it's so relatable because sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I'll like bounce back or you see like these oh, no. influencers like, yeah. look at me, I'm like back at the gym and I'm like, I'm well, and that's what like I try on my Instagram to try to be relatable. Like yes. I'll take a picture and I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh my God, my belly looks big, but I'm like, you know what, there's going to be another mom out there who, whose belly looks the same. And if I post it and can help just one person then that, then I'm doing what I set out to do. 
And I love that. I honestly, that's, you are the type of Instagram, um, Instagrammer that I love to follow because it's like, you're relatable, but you're realistic, but you're also mm-hmm. so inspiring. And I love the humor oh, that you throw you. in with your memes. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm a little obsessed lately. With oh, <laughs> I love it. But like, I feel like that's what you need, especially, you know, some people take running as like such a serious mm-hmm. sport, but like, I just, I've come to find out that if I take it too seriously and I don't find the joy or the humor within uh-huh. my struggles in it, then sometimes I just don't actually right. want to do it, you know? So I, if I you love don't, it. if you take, I feel like if you take running too seriously, then it's not really the sport for you because you can't, because you get injured. Like I get injured all the time. I have to mm-hmm. take breaks. I halfway through the runs, I want to quit sometimes like through those 16 mile runs, like marathon training, I just want to quit. But I know I just have to keep going. And so I just like those days are the days where I'm like miles over or mind over matter and miles and not worrying about time. And Mm -hmm. just, I use my running time as like me time to try to calm my body. I have bad anxiety. So I use it to, it really helps my anxiety when I'm running and just use it for time to think and be by myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, See, I just, I love that. I love everything you would say. You're so awesome. Um, and then people always ask me, they're like, do they, do you take your dog or your kids? And I'm yeah. like, no, never. <laughs> if I have to take them, I won't go because then it's not enjoyable for me anymore. Okay. That's hilarious that you, Harrison, did you hear that? Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, he's really consistent, but yeah. sometimes I, a lot of times I am not. And uh-huh. so when I'm, I'm complaining about something, he'll just be like, well, why don't you just take the kids in the jogging stroller? And I'm like, have you ever pushed the kids uh-huh. in the jogging stroller for like uh-huh. three plus miles? Right. The, I, oh, no, I'm, so yeah. Hard. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. just like, it's not like, then I'm not getting the, like the purpose out of running is me time and time for me to calm down and mm-hmm. me to focus on me. Because mm-hmm. as moms and parents, we don't do that enough. So that's why I, I don't take them. If I have to, then mm-hmm. I won't go. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Running is definitely a form of therapy. So much. Mm-hmm. So much. When I think as, as Mo's husband, it's hard for me to fully empathize with that. Because for me, I don't, you know, I go to work every day and I kind of have a lot of my own time. And mm-hmm. so for me to take the kids in the jogging stroller, it's not like a big deal, you know, but I, yeah. I guess it's hard for me to understand that you need that break. Yeah. My um, husband always takes the dog. Like that's his thing. He takes the dog when he runs. And when the kids were littler, when they weren't 40 pound twins, so that's 80 <laughs> pounds in the stroller. Yeah. And then there's another one fighting because she wants to go too. Like mm-hmm. that, that's just not my deal. I'm like, if you want to deal with them doing that, then you can, but they know with mom, either when the gym's open, we go to the gym and they go to the daycare there and I'm able to run yeah. even outside, which is nice at the gym. That's yeah. awesome. I have a question. You mentioned that when you got into running and took, started taking it really seriously, mm-hmm. you, you have, do you have a health coach or running coach currently? Okay. Can you speak more about that? Mm-hmm. So my running coach, her name is Suzuka. She's actually from Japan and, cool. but she lives here now. Um, her Instagram is shy mother runner, C-H-I. Okay. And I met her through my gym. She's actually an instructor there oh, cool. and a running coach. So it's just great. I think having a running coach is so, so important. And I wish I would have started that at first because 
even though I think, oh, I've ran a marathon. I know everything there is about running. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. Right. And my problem is, is like I get injured. If a, my foot hurts, I would just keep running. Mm. Like, oh, whatever. It's fine. But now I have a running coach. I can talk to her. She tells me, you know, maybe you should take a break today and she'll readjust my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very schedule oriented person. So it's nice to have a schedule. So I know like Tuesday, I'm running four miles. Thursday, mm -hmm. I have six. Like that's on my schedule. So that's what I'm going to do. That's so awesome. So you, you mentioned that you have run a full marathon. Are you, at least you said you were doing some full marathon training. Did you end up going through with that? Oh, yeah. I ran the Chicago Marathon in October. Oh, wow. congratulations. Congrats. Oh, thanks. It's the hardest experience of my life. <laughs> was that uh, just this past October? Yes. Awesome. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, yeah. So um, I trained for, I think, 16 weeks. Um, my short runs were 585. So five miles, eight miles, and five miles. Wow. Um, and then the weekend runs. and the training, I actually went through training pretty much injury-free. I have my soul sister, I call her. We do most of our long runs together, and she actually ran the marathon too. Oh. Um, come marathon day, I was extremely anxious, and it was the craziest experience of my life. So many people and crowds of people make me anxious. Yeah. So why did I sign up for the Chicago Marathon? <laughs> but, and, that's, and that's a huge one for everyone listening yeah. that doesn't really, um, that, that's kind of new to marathon running. That's like one of the big, big marathons in the yeah. country. One of the, it's one of the six world marathons. Wow. wow. So like Tokyo and Boston are all part of those and New yeah. York. Wow. Um, and everything was going pretty good until I got to about mile 14 and my foot started hurting. And I knew when I got to mile 18, I, it was the, the booth where they put the gel on you. Like you could take off your shoes and they'd put it on your feet and your legs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I got to make it to there. I know my husband and my brother's there and my friends are there. Um, so I got to that point and I literally pulled my husband onto the course and I was like, you need to run with me <laughs> or walk with me. I was like, I'm going to quit. I can't, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm not. And he's like, you're going to do it. Da, da, da. So he was able to walk with me. I walked cause my foot was hurting so bad, um, for about four miles. And then at that point you start seeing the signs that say like five kilometers till the end or yeah. six kilometers. You're like, wow, it's getting close. And so he got kicked off the course at that point. <laughs> and then, um, I just started running and I was like, I need to finish. I don't care my time. I was swearing up a storm, but so was everybody around me in the sea of people running <laughs> still. I just kept thinking to myself, I'm never going to do this again. One and done. Never again. Two days after the marathon, I'm in a boot and oh. I decided I'm going to do another marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so have you done, that's crazy. Have you done the second marathon yet? No, um, I'm training for Chicago still. It's not canceled yet, but um, I have a few friends and my running coach who are planning to run it too. So when it's canceled or if we're going to do um, just it virtually around our town of Plainfield. Oh, nice. That's really cool. That's so awesome. Cool. Yeah. This, this may be 
a weird comparison, but what you were saying about how, you know, you were in a boot two days after and mm-hmm. you're like never doing it again because of the pain and the struggle you went right. through. That's how I felt about childbirth. Yes. But then it's like, yes. oh, I can't, I'll have like 10 more children. Oh my God. I always compare it to childbirth. Always. <laughs> after my first half, that's what I said. I said, oh, wow. I'm never doing this again. Oh. Never. Like, why did I do this? It's just oh. like childbirth. And then a few days later, you're like, hmm, maybe I will do that again. Right, right. It's like, it's like you just don't even remember all the pain of this struggle. Yep. Oh. Yeah. It's, ex- it's honestly, that's how I've always described it as relating it to childbirth. Cause it's also like the feeling of accomplishment is also similar yes. to like that. Like, right. Cause I always say, um, people, well, people always say it's not like you ran a marathon or anything. And then I was like, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I did. Mic drop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you ran a marathon too, right? And it's funny because or Harrison, you have, right? Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Mo's Mo's in the process of training for her first half and then oh, that's maybe so maybe someday she'll do a full. I, oh, she will. So I will be thinking of you once I'm like gasping for air. Yes. And when you hate yourself and you're like, this, why did I sign up for this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All it, those emotions. There's all these funny memes about like emojis through a marathon and it starts with like hilarious. that happy one. And then by mile 13, it's like a gun and then it's like <laughs> a grave and, <laughs> and then it's like, I could do it. We'll have to, we'll have to, when we share this episode, we'll have to post that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll find That's that. It's really funny. Cool. It's yeah. a funny meme. Oh yeah. Awesome. Send it to yeah. us. Yeah. But you were going to ask something. Oh, what was I? It's okay. It was probably about your marathon. Oh, okay. Um, I have ADHD. Hey, in case you didn't know. You know what? I, I do too. Is, so okay. <laughs> of, you're in good company here. Right. Um, my mind is always all over the place. Running helps me with that too, though. I feel totally. like it, it gives me kind of a a calming aspect. I never, mm-hmm. my body just kind of feels, even though I'm hating myself during it, like, and I'm tired, right. I feel calm. Isn't that weird how runners always say like, I hate, I hate running, but it's that feeling after that you it, get. Totally. hundred mm-hmm. percent. That, that feeling of accomplishment and then the endorphins that you feel afterwards. And I can totally relate to that. I, I was um, diagnosed as a, as a young kid as well. And actually one mm-hmm. thing that my mom did was um, she signed me up to play drums Oh and yeah, so I'm a drummer, and it really helped me hone in my focus. But what I noticed as I became an adult is I had less time to play the drums, or or more so less interest, you know. Because as a mm-hmm. kid, you kind of play in bands with your friends, and as an adult, you're working, and you don't really have time to do all that. Um, right. But so running kind of took the place of drums for me because Since you're musical. Do you? are you able to like pace your feet the right way? Like your cadence and stuff. Do you have like a, do you feel like you go to like the beat of the music more? Yeah. To the point where I have a really hard time listening to music. That's not like 170, 180 beats per minute. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Cause you're a musical person. Yeah. And like, I have to be running with the beat. So if it's like a, either a super fast song or super slow song, I'm like, okay, this is throwing my pace off. So I, what I actually did is I created a, a playlist in Spotify um, that was every single song was 180. Like I'd go in oh, and I'd find. Oh, you'll have to share that with me. Yeah, so I would go in and find songs that um, were like in in Spotify. If you have Spotify, it has a lot of those playlists already. Yes. Um, in fact, there's probably like 12 of them, 
yeah. all the different genres that you can pick from. So uh, I, I just... have a playlist that you guys would love because I think we're about the same age. I'm 30. You guys are 29, right? Um, so funny enough, I actually turned by the time this podcast airs, I'll be 30. I turn 30 tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I know I'm dreading it. Mo just turned 30. Um, I'm a cougar. Oh my God. Cougar, That's says. funny. She's a few months I older have, than So I it's called like this millennial playlist and it's got all like hip hop pop from like early 2000s. Oh, I would and love And it's been that. my favorite jam when I'm running because I'm like, oh, I remember this song and I'll, I'll find myself like trying to dance. I love to dance. I'm not nice. the best dancer, but like I'll find myself while I'm running. Like if a good song comes on, I'll like move my hands and people are probably staring, but <laughs> that's why I'm saying like I don't take it serious I I like to have fun totally yeah I, I love that too I'll be running and Harrison will like if we're running together he'll look at me and I'll be doing some like choreographed dance move that right? I was trying to learn <laughs> yeah like, what are you doing and I'm like just don't yeah don't worry <laughs> right. about it yeah my husband does the same I'll, or I'll be on the treadmill running and he'll be since he's working from home he'll he's actually a really big help with that um with helping me out so I can get my workouts in in the morning. So he'll bring his laptop up and help watch the kids while I'm on the treadmill or running outside. Oh. And I'll find myself like singing and he'll look over. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be running down the street and I, I'm, I either run like ahead of Mo or behind Mo. Um, I just don't like her running by herself, like, like late at night and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, and I'll see her just like dancing and right. <laughs> shaking it's my fun. head. <laughs> you guys use uh garmin watches or anything or we have apple watches we're oh, we're, we're noobs you know we're, yeah, we're beginner we're runners we're... what yeah. better get that garmin uh, what do you like a question about running watches uh-huh. so i know garmin harrison's told me they have like i think they have different types right yes what, so what's the difference i traded in my apple for a garmin because with my apple i had to charge it every night i think i had the yeah. first or second one and i hated that oh. like i had to charge my phone and my watch every night Oh, because so, oh, I am an Apple person. Like I have an Apple computer and mm-hmm. an Apple phone and I like Apple, but I find Garmin just to be so much more accurate. Okay. And, but what's funny is a lot of people don't realize this is no watches are accurate on the treadmill though, unless you have what's called like a foot pod that you put on your shoe. Huh. Oh, so even if you, cause people are like, no, I put it on treadmill mode or indoor mode. It's still not accurate. You have to go by what the treadmill says. So you right. go by the treadmill's pace and time versus your watch. Okay. Okay. And it's funny cause you look at the difference and it's a big difference, but outside I find my Garmin to be accurate. And which Garmin do you have? I have the Forerunner 235. I bought okay. it on Amazon. They have like a ton of deals always on Amazon, like the refurbished ones, and you don't even mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I've heard that's a really good one. I'll have yeah. to look into that. I yeah. love it. And I think it, it gives you fun stats and stuff. And my girlfriends who run have them, and we can have like competitions. And my coach will oh, ask cool. to like see my breakdowns and stuff. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. So I, I see that you are passionate about not just running and not just being an awesome mom and VIP kid teacher, but um, you do yoga. Yes. And oh. so I think that's so cool. I, can you tell us a little bit more how you got into sure. yoga and what you do with it now? So I was a, I love to sweat when I work out. I'm a big like heart rate high, sweat, like 
that's why I don't even like swimming because I feel like I know swimming's like the best workout, but I can't feel myself sweat and I don't like that. And so I never thought I would like yoga. I'm also the person, like we said, I have ADHD. I'm always up and moving. Right. Um, and I just find yoga to be so calming. I think that it's so important. I'm actually on my bucket list is to get my yoga teaching license. And I want to create like just like a yoga for runners. Cause I think that oh, nice. a lot of us runners don't take the time to kind of sit down. I know we're supposed to stretch and a lot of us are, we get our runs in and then we've got kids to take care of or dishes mm-hmm. to wash. So we don't think about stretching and those things, even though they're so important. And I've just found that my running is better when I do yoga, my mind's better. And it's just, it's, I find myself more in shape too. It's people think of it as it's just a meditation. I don't know if you guys have ever tried yoga, but honestly, it's one of my favorite things. Second to run. Yeah. Mo, Mo's done it and she's really good at it, but I'm, I've tried it one time. (laughs) We (laughs) talked about it in one of our episodes, but um, I'm sure it helps your core and I'm sure it helps you. There's memes with runners because runners aren't yoga usually. So it says like a runner doing yoga and like you could barely (laughs) bend over. (laughs) I know. Seriously. When you end up getting that started and you do your own program for Mm -hmm. uh, yoga program for runners, can you reach back out to us and let us know so we can help you promote it. Oh, yeah, wow. that'd be awesome. I'm so we can still also... looking, I'm looking right now to try to see where I can get my yoga teacher license because there's a lot of online things you can do, but I really, everyone says that it's better in person. So I'm hoping that once everything starts to calm down a little, I can sure. do that. Because I, mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I as a runner would love to see a yoga for runners that like I know focuses on our hips and our, yeah. our shoulders and our calves and quads. Yeah. Sure. No, I think that would be awesome too, especially because sometimes when people think of yoga, they think it's almost like a one lane. Oh, like you said, like, mm-hmm. okay, it's, I need that to mellow out or I need that to, mm-hmm. but with running, I know, especially with Harrison, sometimes he has um, like finding the time or just the willpower to like take the time to stretch. Yes. I, I don't know. Maybe she I'm always gets, she you. always gets on me for that. And I, for not stretching. Yeah. yeah and, and yes and you need to and i need to too i need someone to get on it's yeah you know and the the crazy thing about stretching is it is like kind of a debate in the runner world i'm, I'm sure you've noticed this mm-hmm. some say don't it's not necessary just foam roll others say no it is and others say just do yoga i mean there's so many thoughts out there well, and i think it's yeah. interesting to hear from multiple people on that what i so my coach tells me that before you run you're not supposed to do um any static stretching so right like you know, the stretching that you do after. So what I do is like leg kicks, like forward and back okay, on both sides for maybe like a minute before I run. Gotcha. And that's supposed to like open up your body and get it ready. What do you mean? Do you mean like leg swings where you kind of so swing like if one you're, leg? Yeah. Like, um, forward and back. Like if you're standing, yeah. so kicking your leg forward and then kicking it back. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and then after really is when you're supposed to do the foam rolling and more static stretching. He just mentioned that to me last night. We went on a run because I was, I was. So doing do you some guys run stretching. together? Are you guys um, like similar paces? Because my husband's six four and oh. I'm five two. Oh. So <laughs> our <laughs> our running strides are pretty different. Oh yeah, no, we definitely don't run <laughs> at the same pace. <laughs> he. Not only is he You did really good on your marathon time, by the way. I looked that up and that was killer. Well, I appreciate that, but I, 
I was holding myself to a little bit because I really wanted to get under four. Yeah, and, and everybody and everybody wants to do that for their first marathon or like get has a certain goal. And I'm like, no, just the goal just of finish. finishing for your first. And looking like, then back next time. And looking, I four. totally agree. Exactly. And looking back, that's how I feel, and that's the advice I'll give to runners right. moving forward. Is yeah, just try to finish because it is that mental barrier of hey, I accomplished this amazing mm-hmm. thing. I didn't need to focus on time for the first one, but now that I know I can do it, I can really focus on right. training for time. And how many people second. have asked you, what was your time? None, literally. Right. You're, they just you're hear so you right ran a that. marathon and that's it. Well, unless they're runners themselves. Right, like, then runners, yes. Runners. That's what I say, yeah, runners, yes. But then I've found the running community to be the most non-judgmental. 100%. Like, even when I was a beginner, I had runners, marathoners, ultra runners, who would slow down and run with me. And I was like, why? Like, why are they running yeah. at a 12 minute pace with me? I, you know what? You, you nailed it on the head right, right now. And it, it almost gives me chills. Just this community that we have found in running mm-hmm. is just unbelievably accepting. And, and that's something that with this podcast we're striving for is to just contribute in some way to, to mm-hmm. help start the conversation and, and I, that's why I think we were so fascinated with, with your story is because we know that you're going to be able to inspire so many oh, runners. Yeah. Well, and especially mm-hmm. mothers out there who might have twins or, or yeah. maybe they have five kids or one kid. It doesn't really matter the, the number. What matters is that there's kind of this stigma that once you become a mom, like that's it, right? You mm-hmm. can't really have your own life. And I think you've kind of proven that. Um, right. And then the thing that like irks me is when people say like, well, I'm a mom, I don't have time to work out or I just, mm-hmm. and you know what? You just make the fricking time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I have to ask for help. That's why I ask my husband, you know, can yeah. you watch the kids for an hour or two so I can get my workout in, in the mornings. And he understands that's like him with his morning coffee. If I talk to him before his coffee, he's crabby. If you talk to me before I run, <laughs> yeah, crabby. See, I love that too. Cause you know, we, we also talk about how incredible your drive is, but also how you have the ability to ask for help when you need it. Mm-hmm. And that's something I struggle with. I struggle with sometimes just, you know, asking other people to help me because I feel like if I don't like this is my job what I do because I worked full-time before so I feel like you know I need to take responsibility for our children and 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 not I think it's important because it's like it's I'm always thinking about memes but like there's another meme or something that I saw that (laughs) said something like you can't take care of your kids before you take care of yourself first or like you can't do it with an empty glass yes 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 and this is how I fill my glass is working out and running so that Mm -hmm. I'm able to be a better person for my family. Absolutely. I love that. I know there are a ton of moms out there, like we talked about that really want to run, but they struggle for, Mm -hmm. you know, one reason or another. What advice do you have for them? Um, That's funny because that's probably the question I get asked the most is how can I start? And I always tell them either, you know, first and foremost, if you're going to run, you need to go to a running store. Mm-hmm. and get fitted for shoes. I don't care if you're running a mile, if you're running three miles. I think the most important thing to do when you start running is to buy a good pair of running shoes. Mm-hmm. And we all know they're expensive, but that's why you don't use them for cross training. Like I literally carry my shoes to the gym and change into them there and run. And then if I take a class after I change out, mm-hmm. um, because if you don't have the right shoes, you're going to injure yourself. And totally. 
and you have to go to a store and have someone watch you run and help them they'll help you pick out the right shoes um, I also think it's important to do like a couch to 5k or anything with a schedule so with I saw you guys or Mo you have your schedule that you guys are doing and mm -hmm. then or a running coach that can make you a schedule because I mean I broke both of those rules the first time I started running <laughs> and it got me super injured That's I just awesome. think and take it slow like just because you can go out because you have the stamina to go out and run four miles and you've never ran a mile before, don't do it. Right. Because you're going to injure yourself. You got to increase that mileage slowly. Yeah. It's literally running is literally a marathon and not mm -hmm. a sprint. <laughs> and I think that like when I was training for my marathon, a big thing was you think like the marathon's the end game, but my coach kept telling me, no, the marathon's the party. Like when you get to that start line, your work's done. Like, yeah, you, that training, you've ran hundreds of miles. I just got chills, like, thinking of the start line. But, um, <laughs> like, you've done all the work. Now you just need to – they always say trust the training. You just got to trust that training and let your body do the work and have fun. 100%. Mm -hmm. And you brought up the anxiety. And I, and I want every listener out there who's listening to this podcast um, to know that you are going to feel anxious when you get to the, the starting line. Yeah. And that's completely normal. Like, I, oh, yeah. I couldn't hardly – sleep the few nights before my marathon oh, I mean it was all yeah. I could think about I could hardly eat I mean I was just so nervous like and that's normal it's all normal like everyone always says you don't sleep before a marathon but that's why like if your marathon Sunday I think my coach told me like the most important night of sleep is that Thursday oh. interesting yeah because no yeah. one sleeps the night before a marathon yeah or any sure. race mm -hmm. yeah it was hard for me to sleep before long runs because I just got anxious before them Absolutely. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. So, uh, Lauren, what's your goal as a runner? My goal as a runner, I think, is to just continue running and inspiring others. And I think since I've accomplished my goal of a marathon and I'd like to do more, I kind of want to do an ultra. I've been wow. tossing it around in my Wow. Head. Yeah. Wow. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Definitely not for speed. I'm not a speed runner. My, my pace is like for under six, I'm closer to like 1030, mm -hmm. 1045 comfortable yeah. pace. Same with like my longer runs. And then maybe I haven't done a 16 miler, but it's probably closer to 11 um, right now. But yeah, well, you talked about ultra and oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So for an ultra, you're not running a nine minute pace the whole time. No. Like it's you're going slow. And I just think that it would be a feeling of an accomplishment. Sure. If you if you haven't already, I highly recommend we interviewed uh, a lady named Callie Vincent. She's about our age yeah. as well. Okay, cool. And and she's an ultra runner, and she actually lost two hundred pounds. Um, wow. And she, yeah, she's incredible, and she's training for a two hundred miler. See, <laughs> so. and that's what like people say when they say, you know, I'm not a runner, and then I pull up my Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I said I wasn't a runner either, and I was running at this weight. I was that. You got to start somewhere. Hundred mm percent. -hmm. Well, it's so inspiring. And I know a lot of other people are going to find your story incredibly inspiring. And we can't wait to share this with the masses. But um, how, can, how can our listeners find you if they wanted to follow your story more? Uh, I'm on Instagram, running.after.twins. And that's my Instagram. I like to post. I post pictures of my kids. I'm doing crazy things. I post pictures of my like not before and afters because I'm still in my process. So just side by side to hopefully inspire others. Maybe if I get a new swimsuit and I want to show it or 
Sure. A new Love shirt. It. Like Love just it. funny memes. If I'm having a bad day, I'll post just because I know someone else out there is probably having a bad day too. And mm-hmm. us moms just raise the white flag sometimes and you find misery in company. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thank, thank you, you guys so for much. inviting me. That was fun. Oh yeah. Well, thank you Lauren so much because that was just, that was awesome. That like made me so much more motivated to keep going because <laughs> last oh, night I was like, why, you. why am I doing oh, we, this? We always have, and we always have those runs that just suck. And so you yeah. just need to get, you know what I mean? You just need to have one of those good days. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, thanks again. And we hope you have an amazing uh, weekend. Uh, it sounds like you've got some help with the kids this weekend. So I do till three o'clock today. So I'm going to get some stuff done <laughs> or get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Either, either. I, I'm staring at a huge pile of clean laundry right now. <laughs> well, have, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Bye. You too. Thank Bye. You. Oh, wasn't she amazing? We seriously had a blast talking with her. I want to be her friend in real life, her BFF. She's so relatable. And something that I really loved was that she absolutely embraces who she is. 100% real, no filter, nothing. And by doing so, being so relatable, she has inspired thousands of other moms just like her to do the same. And that's so cool. I totally agree. And, you know, she talked about how she was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And I I was too as a kid. And I don't think many of our listeners know that. But um, that's a good story for another time. It is. Yeah. And, And so I think that's something that makes her totally real that she's just all out there, doesn't care what anyone knows about her because she is who she is. And and it's really inspired, like you said, a lot of people to open up and be their true selves. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fun. We should do more interviews together like that. I, I got carried away. No, especially, you yes, I would just love just talking to her. I forgot it was an actual interview. <laughs> well, hey, that's what we're here for. We hope you guys enjoyed. Yes. And until next time. Have a great weekend. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this funny journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify. Search his name under B-R-E-K-K.